0: episode of Per My Last Email. I am your co-host Cassidy Cotilla. And I am your other co-host Allie Mission. This podcast was created by two girls who love chaos, but preferably in the form of music. Exactly. (laughs) And we are here to bring you all of the, the goodness that surrounds the music industry. And we are so, so excited to have some amazing guests on in the future. However... This first episode is going to be all about us. just you and me. And we are not saying that selfishly, but we want to give you a little bit of a background as to who you're speaking with and why we are, you know, good enough to be doing this podcast and the fact that we somewhat probably know what we're talking about just a little bit. Yeah, let, let's just cut to the chase out. We have no clue what we're talking about. I mean, but are all podcasts are all the best podcasts? Sorry, excuse me. Are all the best podcasts like that? I was excited. Perfect. Perfect. So without further ado, we are going to do a little intro. Um, I think we'll start with Allie because Allie is younger. I am just fine. Less than a year. Yeah. Four in March, yeah. yeah? Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. Okay. So a mere near okay. uh, what? That's January, February, March, three, five months. <laughs> five month difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, we're not, this isn't a math podcast. It's a music industry podcast. You know, there are some parts of my life that I like to leave out, (laughs) some chapters that I like to leave out, and uh, Math 127 at the University of Massachusetts, Amherst is certainly one of those chapters, so. Oh, gosh. I definitely dropped out of every math class I ever took. You also dropped out of college, Al. Not once, but twice, <laughs> baby, Not Not two times. a girl, a girl. And All right. Luckily, we'll be able to talk to people who did the exact same thing. I know. It's Little uh, precursor to our third podcast we ever recorded. I don't know what border it's going to go up in, but we talked to an amazing guest who also had a similar college experience um, that I did. So that was very nice. And you will hear it as long as you subscribe. So just to reiterate, um, you know, this podcast is completely free on Spotify, any pretty much any platform that you listen to podcasts. However, we as creators, especially during this time, you know, rely on the support of others and different projects, whether it's creative or any other kind of form of payment, you know, um, during this time and that sounded really really bad it's okay but i'm gonna leave it in i'm uh, gonna leave it in perfect. that's that's how we're gonna do things around here yep um and if you would like to support us during this time you can subscribe to our patreon we are at www.patreon.com slash per my last email podcast and with that there's a ton of different tiers that you can subscribe to right so you have At the bottom tier, access to our Facebook page. It is an exclusive secret page that not only are some of the podcast guests featured on, but we have exclusive career postings. We have feedback on your creative work. We have feedback on your management, on your agency work, anything like that. Booking, Blah, 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 blah. It's all there. On top of that, in terms of larger tiers, you not only have access to talking exclusively with the people that we do the podcast with, any of our guests really, but you can ask them questions that only you get the answers to. So please stay tuned for that. And we're super excited. I think, you know, having a little teeny tiny family, the per my last email family is so exciting. And I know as fellow creatives, we're so excited to build something that has longevity and meaning to the industry. And so now that I'm done with our ad, (laughs) yeah, our very first ad ever, and it's co-sponsored by us. So perfect. So stick it to the man for sure. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's talk out. I, with that info, I just want to go in and do a little brief history because our history, are is very brief um, because we did just start this only about a month mm-hmm. or so ago. Basically, during quarantine, Cassidy um, brought up the idea of doing a podcast, you know, revolving around the music industry. Especially since Cassie and I will talk more about this later, but we are um, both photo and video based within the music industry. Cassidy does a bit more um, other stuff than I do, but. We didn't want it to just be another podcast created by photographers, for photographers, with photographers as guests. We really wanted to branch out into every aspect of the music industry and find people who would be considered experts within their field. You know, the best managers, the best TMs, the best photographers, the best artists themselves, and really give them a platform to talk about their life and their career and any advice that they have for somebody who's looking to do what they do. Um, So that was kind of the idea behind it. And we have such amazing guests already confirmed on the podcast, some amazing people that we've already talked with. Um, And I think that this is something that's gonna really stick and really last long. Like Cassidy said, longevity um, is such an important factor for us within this podcast. And I really see it with us, I really do. Yeah, I do too. I know that there's been quite a few people that have suggested to us that when we're at festivals, we also do this kind of outreach, which we are considering it. We're not putting it on the back burner by any means, but now we got to wait till those festivals start exactly, again. Exactly. Precursor to all that conversation. But also, you know, we we're so blessed to have the jobs that we have, that when we do go to festivals, we do get to already socialize with people in the industry. I think this just amplifies things and gives people kind of a purpose and sense of meaning. And, you know, we're not a print um, publication. We're not somebody that makes a blog post. You know, we have like tangible conversations with people, conversations that go very deep, not only into their career, but their own personal lives and... I'm super excited because I feel like every single guest that we have on unfolds another chapter or another different aspect of the music industry that I didn't personally know about before. And as you know, Allie, I have a ton of different roles within the industry, so. I can't even name all of them. Me neither. And neither can my CPA. But yeah, so with that said, I need to start talking about ourselves Because what more do we love to do than that? That's what we do best, baby. <laughs> so, wow, where do I even begin? I guess, like I mentioned earlier, um, I am a photographer within the music industry. You know, I basically just photograph concerts and music festivals for a living, which is such an amazing um, and niche job to have. But my story starts way back. Uh, when I was 15, and my parents got me this Canon Rebel T3i for Christmas one year. This was 2013, though, so the camera had only been on the market for two years at that point, so it's still a pretty good camera. Um, but I just had a lot of friends who were in local, shitty pop punk bands, and I started taking my camera to their shows. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, but I fell in love with it, and the rest is history. Um, you know, it took me about two years of building a portfolio before I started working with a magazine and getting credentials for bigger shows and actually getting paid for work here and there. Um, but I have this weird thing where I feel like I hit a really big milestone within my career every two years. I started when I was 15. You know, I guess you could say I started doing it professionally when I was 17, and then when I was 19 was when I moved off the farm in Western PA to Chicago, which is a very big life change, um, and I started going to school for music business. That's also the year that I started photographing festivals, um, and now I am 22, but when I was 21, you know, another two years after that, I went on tour for the first time, I started working for the EDM, I... You know, accepted my first positions on a media team, um, and I started working as a freelancer with Live Nation. So it's crazy to see you know how fast things can progress. You know, just after a few years or even after a few months. And I know for me, um, I've had such an amazing time. You know, building my own brand and business, um, and I still have such you know a long way to go that I want to go in this industry and. I have very big dreams and aspirations, but, you know, I'm only 22, and I look at what I've been able to do for myself this uh, far along, and I know especially being not only Cassie's best friend, but, you know, being business partners in a way, um, we accomplish things so quickly together and so well. Oh, no, don't start <laughs> tearing no, up on me. I'm not crying. I just... It's allergies. <laughs> I <have struggling> anxiety. <laughs> I mean, that's a very brief summary of my career and kind of how I got from point A to point B, point B, where I now I live in Chicago full time. I ended up only going to school for around two years. Um, My decision to drop out of college was a very personal one. I feel like, you know, college can be a really great aspect for people if they want to work in the industry, but also not a necessity. And especially with me being more of an art-based job within the music industry, I definitely don't think it was necessary. But I learned a lot while I was there. I took really great classes, you know, entertainment marketing, talent management, music business management, all of that good stuff. And I definitely put a lot of it into my career now. Um, So, yeah, I'm a freelancer full-time. During the summer, it's, you know really hard festival season i feel like cassie and i are at a different festival you know at like almost every single weekend and then during the winter time here in chicago i am the house photographer at the amazing aragon ballroom literally my favorite venue in chicago i'm so happy that i get to work there you know with the live nation staff there's some of like the best people that i've worked with within this industry um so yeah that's pretty much the lowdown what I do. Um, we have tons of more stories and details, but I think that podcast would be like eight hours long. Yeah. We really honestly. wanted to go into everything. So I went into the music industry completely blind as a freaking bat. Um, I came into college as a journalism and communications double major with a minor in film studies at the university of massachusetts amherst i went to school in 2015 graduated 2018 i immediately knew as soon as i came to college that i wanted to get out of college i went through a very tough social scene where either i didn't fit in or i was having kind of like friend issues and stuff like that and so i immediately knew that because i had the opportunity to thank god with the amount of like college level courses i took in high school for example. I could have graduated early. So I took that as a sign of like, okay, this is your way out of getting out early while still getting a degree, so just do it. And if anyone knows Western Massachusetts, there's really no outlets for music there. I was asked by a friend of mine to go to a festival to be a broadcast girl. And mind you, this was when I was studying journalism. So naturally, you know, the thought was that I would become a broadcast journalist. And I went to Firefly Music Festival in 2017, which in retrospect was only... Three fireflies ago. Technically, yeah, technically three fireflies ago since it didn't happen this year or it won't happen this year. But that year was definitely the catalyst for my interest in the music industry. As soon as I went to a festival like that, my first ever interview was with Alan Walker. I still have not apologized to his team for how (coughs) dumb I was. I mean, I was really that bitch holding a gin and tonic interviewing one of the biggest DJs. Um, of all time and I should have had the distinctive honor to do it uh, but instead I was this this dumb bitch from Connecticut that decided to not prepare at all and so you know but that's how that's how it starts exactly, though you know that's exactly. how we all start you know, doing dumb things and you learn from your mistakes and I think you know I think back Gosh, I've done so many dumb things. And I'm sure looking back at it, that TM was probably like, I'm going to let this girl slide because she probably is an infant. She's (laughs) like two. Um, But yeah. So anyways, 2017, when I got back, Basically, I noticed that during the festival, I couldn't walk into the photo pit because I had a media pass um, and not a photo pass. And I had a deep interest for photography and film and whatnot. And I was studying film in college and just truly fell in love with the art of creating things from scratch, And especially in the form of photography. And I immediately maxed out a whole credit card. Thank you, PayPal credit, and got a Canon 80D uh, because Casey Neistat, Vlog down in Canon EDD at the time, and I immediately just started taking photos of whoever and whatever. And I promised myself that the next festival I attended, I would have a photo pass, and that was exactly what happened because in twenty eight, uh, no, t- sorry, twenty seventeen, Vans Warp Tour came along, and I was the kid that went to Vans Warp Tour with all of my friends in high school, and I decided to go again, and this time I brought a camera and. Shout out to American Authors. And we actually have the distinctive opportunity of interviewing the current tour manager for American Authors, which is crazy to me because... Very full circle. Exactly. Moments. It is such a full circle moment in the sense that like, I still have my first ever photos that I ever took and... Man, are they oversaturated. But, you know, that was that was young Cassidy deciding to really send it and take a risk. Look where I am now. For sure. Just to butt in, to butt in really of quick course. before you continue with your story. I think it's so funny how our we have very specific things about us that are almost completely the same. The first photo pass I ever had in my life was also the Fans I feel Warp like it was Warp, just too easy to get a pass at Fans Warped Tour. It was. It was. <laughs> it was like I, out candy. I finessed. It really was. And I wasn't even with the publication at that point. I think I just, what I did, oh my goodness, I can't, I don't, I've never talked about this, but how I got my first ever photo pass was, for those of you who uh, know Fans Warped Tour, rip, rest in peace for that. Yeah. Um, But there was a stage called the Ernie Ball stage, which is basically like a battle of the bands happens and then whoever wins like gets to play on that stage. It's all of the like, like I said before, shitty local punk punk bands that I was working with at the time. So what I did, I just reached out to every single person who was playing on the Ernie Ball stage of Pittsburgh or tour that I was going to. And I basically got the okay from each and every one of them. Um that they would let me like photograph their set, but obviously they don't have like guestless privileges and that kind of stuff. And then I ended up just like emailing someone from Vans Warped Tour, basically saying, hey, every single person playing the Ernie Ball stage wants me to photograph their set can I get a photo pass to do so and that email just kind of got forwarded and forwarded and forwarded and I was 17 at the time I had no idea what I was doing you know the etiquette of email or talking to these industry professionals and yeah basically I just got a yes and I just showed up there someone slapped a little wristband on my wrist and I photographed you know Pierce the Veil Attila, Bear all of the Warped war, you know legends as you could say. I think it was pretty crazy like I, I used to work at Van's. Myself. Um, shout out Hayden Menente. Uh, he is the OG of the Sales Associates for the West Farm Small Band Store. But now he's an Urbex photographer who's actually killing it and went on tour with a work tour band recently before quarantine. And I'm so, so proud of him. But him and I, like, we really took the that scene and made it our own. And I was absolutely known as the most preppiest girl. Yeah. Hat um, Vans work for. I mean, I remember working at Vans, and people would call me <laughs> the "preppy girl" um, because I would legitimately show up to work in lily polos or shorts to Vans, wow. um, to the point where people would be like, "You need to change." Yeah, like this branding. Branding is not your thing. And it's funny now that I work in marketing, but um, nevertheless, I think it's really interesting like Vansworth for being our start and I wish it was still in existence because you know there's a lot of respect that I have for that company or that team that puts things on. And I mean, there's, yeah. there's something special to me about DIY festivals like that. And I know it's like a massive project and massive festival that's more or less a tour than anything else. But at the same time, like it is so far off from a three-day fest or a weekend or a festival like a Coachella or yeah. like a Firefly or an Elements or anything like that. And I have a lot of respect for people that can coordinate all of the travel associated with it, all of the coordination through the venues that it's held at, anything like that. But anyways, going back to the story, once I started getting like comfortable with photography and whatnot, it was nearing the end of my time as an undergrad student in 2018. And I ended up graduating early. And that summer I had gone to, it must have been like four or five different festivals and that that summer I definitely had a complete like turnaround in my life and decided to really throw myself into my work for me I was really battling between that because every single one of my friends was in the middle of a nine-to-five job and a lot of them were truly loving it and truly love like living that Boston life but then for me I just didn't feel fulfilled I felt like there was something that was missing and I whenever I went to festivals And met new people. I absolutely knew where my heart was, and I just felt sheer happiness, like such a euphoric feeling. And I knew that at some point in my life, I would need to fully dedicate myself to this craft. But I also knew that, in terms of photography, especially in my area, it wasn't something that you could make. A living off of, even if I did shows every weekend, it really wasn't something that I could sustain my lifestyle on. And so that's when I turned to marketing. And I used a lot of the skills that I had when I first came out of college. I did a ton of marketing for different companies and different clients. And I was sick of having that nine to five job, but really want to combine the logistics side and the marketing and creative side to things. So I started my own company, um, which is why you see Neon Hive Media plastered all over the per my last email. You know, logo and, you know, everything like that. And so that was, you know, a collaboration, the two of us and how we were like, you know, we want to have this company and we want to have this project where we can assist people with their day-to-day marketing efforts, but at the same time have the ability to create something really, really cool um, and have something to show for it. So um, within the past couple of years, I've worked with a lot of different casinos, night bar, uh, nightclubs, bars and restaurants um, pretty much all over the United States, which it's has been super, super fun, and I'm very, very happy. Um, you know, especially during a time of quarantine, that uh, my clients are not only my clients, but they're my friends, and they you know are able to still support me during this time uh, for the most part. And you know, once that started kicking off, I was able to grow and scale out so that, you know, I could start attending festivals again. So I'm super excited to merge all that together and create this podcast because as somebody who came from literally the inverted background or having literally no interest when I was growing up of of becoming a photographer or doing marketing or anything like that, you know, now I'm able to turn this into something that I truly, truly care about and love and You know, I think at the end of the day, everybody would love to be able to wake up and say, I love exactly what I do, and I cannot wait to do it for the rest of my life. And I truly don't think that there's any other industry that's better than the music industry. I think I've met some of the nicest people in my entire life. And growing up as an only child and a family of immigrants, you know, it was a very daunting thing for me to join the music industry in the sense of like being a a little photographer uh, you know, 18 year old photographer walking up and going to a photo pit and trying to snap pictures of a super, super famous person, and, you know, or interviewing them. And, you know, I think this podcast is going to be the opportunity for us to have genuine conversations and for everybody to empathize and realize that you probably too came from very, very little in the industry and grew to, you know, something that's truly respectable and exciting. And also, just to like touch on the current time, I think in this current day and age, what we're going through right now, we I mean, truly, we've never seen anything like this. We've never dealt with anything like this. And if we can provide some solace or some just inspiration, whether it's to artists or agents or managers or other creatives out there to create something of their own and to really own what they currently have been working on. Yeah. I think that another reason why, you know, we really wanted to start the podcast now is because the people that we're interviewing for it and um, are, and you know, are having as guests on the podcast are people who are so busy within the music industry all the time, especially now um, in the summer during festival season. I mean, some of these TMs and managers are just, normally swamped with work, constantly on airplanes, on sighted vessels. And so this really is the time to do it. I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, during quarantine, if you're not working on something, if you're not learning a new skill, whatever, you know, you're going to be left behind. You know, you're know, you not doing what's best for you. And while I agree with that to an extent, I think I know for me, leading up right up to quarantine, I was kind of getting burnt out a little bit, to be honest. I mean, I just got off a tour. We just came back from Vegas. I was traveling and doing so much more stuff so much earlier in the year than I'm used to. And, you know, when quarantine hit, I ended up leaving Chicago and going back to my parents' cattle farm in Pennsylvania and really just riding it out with them there for two and a half months. And it was a great break. It really was. I think there's a lot of people who work so hard in this industry who are finally able to just take a breather, to actually practice self-care and to just give themselves some me time in a way, you know, take time to work on themselves and to just relax. And now I know I'm really ready to work on this podcast and to get back to work. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, when you think about like when we all went into quarantine that weekend that we did, it was St. Patrick's Day. Anybody that is on the East Coast knows that St. Patrick's Day is just like an insane Boston holiday. Everything shuts down for it. And I remember the, getting the debriefing from some of my clients that are sports bars in the city of all the rostered events that were going to happen and everything that I needed to photograph and everything like that and it was like you know great but at the same time I was coming off of being burnt out you know I am in a situation where I'm completely financially independent so sometimes for me like I sense that I'm getting burnt out but I have to kind of like keep myself in check knowing that people depend on me to get paid. You know, so it's like I can't let myself slip in that sense. But I also I mean, like I joke about having the like crippling anxiety, but like anybody who knows me knows that like there are some days where I truly need to like lock myself in my room um, and just be alone. And I mean, I I think both of us are want to use this platform as an emphasis on mental health, taking care of yourself, knowing your limits, anything like that. I mean, yeah. if there's anybody that has realized the limits that we can get to upon burnout it's really us and yeah and so thinking back at the time like i was going to be doing saint patrick's day stuff on the 17th and then flying to miami for ultra on the 18th and i remember hearing things on like an hour by hour basis about ultra in the city of miami Miami miami-dade county shutting down and everything like that and it was absolutely heartbreaking but looking back at it now I honestly think that if I had continued the way that I was going down, things would not like I might not have been doing festival season this year, I would have had to take a massive step back, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do certain things like the podcast, or I wouldn't have been able to take on more work or even work with people that I truly want to work with rather than working as like a contractor for some companies that I was like, yeah, I kind of want to work with them. But like, it's more for the money than anything else. And I'm so so happy that people are working on things. I agree, like to an extent. If you know you're using this time to better yourself, that's awesome. But I think more so than that, it's a time for people to mentally better themselves and to understand their own, you know, what what's getting to them, uh, rather than realizing if it's work. I mean, work relationships. Family, anything like that. I mean, I know a lot of people that had a whole creative or whole career change because of this whole thing. So, you know, it's definitely a time uh, for people to just do a little bit more like introspection and realizing what their priorities are, not necessarily working on a whole new project, but just doing a little bit of like self research. So wrapping this all up, um, you know, I would just like to personally thank every single person who's listening to us now, you know, I personally think that my voice is incredibly annoying, and yet here we are on a podcast. And um, yeah, who would have freaking thought? Um, but you know, who would have also thought that 2020 was going to just be absolute trash, an absolute dumpster fire? And so, I would just like to personally thank not only the people that were were broadcasting this too. But then also the people that are going to be on this podcast, we have an absolute fire roster of people that are going to be on. And I mean, the conversations that we've had, I want to name drop so bad, but we don't have everyone, you know, 100% confirmed yet. We're still working out dates and we're not going to spill the tea for all you guys. I mean, you guys deserve the world. But we got to keep the suspension going. You know, some people that were talking about interviewing work for some pretty big companies within the music industry. So obviously, they have to get stuff cleared um, by those companies before we can, you know, announce them to be on the podcast. But I mean, I can tell you really, really, really amazing people that are going to be on it. But then also people that are just going to become lifelong friends. I mean, like, well past, well past on like a photography standpoint, I'm so excited to speak with some people that own amazing businesses and absolutely amazing artists and you know well past the artists that they work with like the lives that they've had so far and their stories their stories that they can tell us i can't wait yeah exactly exactly so just a reminder um you can follow us on social media i am at cassidy Cotilla, that is c-a-s-s-i-d-y K-O-T-Y-L-A on all social media platforms except for Facebook. My Facebook is Cassie Elizabeth. And you can find me on all social media at Allie Mission, A-L-L-I-E M-I-S-C-H-E-N And that is how you pronounce my last name. No one can ever pronounce my last name. I didn't think it was that complicated, but it is Well, no mission. one can say my last name. Very. So, yeah, it's so That's true. true. We have... We're in the same boat. Yeah, That's why exactly. we have podcasts exactly. together. <laughs> we do love... Chaos. Just I mean, preferably in the form of music. We do. But so thank you. Thank you so much again. Please subscribe to our Patreon, uh www.patreon.com slash per my less email podcast. And we cannot wait to have this journey with you. I feel like we're gonna look back at this, you know, a year or two years from now and laugh at our voices and how stupid we sound, but at the same oh, time we're so. probably I hope gonna you're share my tears and i can't wait for that moment honestly i mean who would have thought two degenerates having a podcast and sharing the wisdom that they don't even have not me um no we're working on it so without without further ado thank you so much for listening to for my last email i'm cassidy and i'm Allie, and we will see you next week